Greetings, welcome, hey y'all, into my peeps, sac passe, I'm her team, Mercier, your chief grief crusader, and woo, man, this has been an amazing season of men have emotions too, OMG, I have learned so much, I just... I can't even begin to just tell you all the pearls of wisdom, my pow pow experiences that I have been getting. Oh, starting with Darren and Gerald. And now today, OMG, I'm going to be introducing you to Paul. But before we even get into that, you know, I got to do an emotional check in. How you doing? Are you better? Are you breathing or do you feel anxiety? How are you feeling? You know, I got to put the emphasis on feeling because we want to really focus on feeling words. Uh huh. Because once you learn to tell the truth about your feelings and you anchor down in that emotion, then you can begin the process of healing. That's where I want you to get grief crusaders that's what i want you to get and now let me explain you are a grief crusader by listening to this podcast called redefining grief because we're on a mission and i say we because i cannot do it by myself we're on a mission to redefine grief and how to experience grief and what is grief grief is a natural emotion that we have to any loss it is a natural emotion that we have to any loss so that makes you a grief crusader if you're seeking the wisdom to understand what grief is hello somebody and so i welcome you to the grief crusaders community and yes When I get on the grief mic, I bring you the best and I bring you the best because I really want you to experience what it's like to go from grief to purpose because you cannot avoid the grief in your life. Why? You can't avoid it because it's natural. Let me get off my soapbox on that (laughs) and keep it moving. I want to let you know if you really have been enjoying the Men Have Emotions series, I really do hope you're you're actually stopping to just honor them and just honor the time that we've taken by rating the podcast. That's how people find us. Subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. Subscribe, rate, and leave a a comment. I love words of affirmations and I love encouraging people. So when I read your comments, it just gives me fuel for this mission of helping people understand what it means to redefine grief. Now, you heard Darren, you heard Gerald. Today, I'm bringing to the grief mic, Paul Montpremier. Woo! And Paul is going to talk about his journey of going from a boy to a man, from a boy to a man. Paul is a motivational speaker. He's an author. He's a model, ladies. Hello, somebody. He's a model, (laughs) y'all. Paul is a motivational speaker, people. 
He is a motivational speaker and he's bringing his truth on the grief mic. Paul Montpamere is on the grief mic and he is the author and I got to give him his props. He has two books, not just one, but two. Prince Motivation, How a Boy Became a Man Without Guidance. How a Boy Became a Man Without Guidance. That's one of his book. His second book, which released June 17th, y'all. And you can find it on Amazon. All both of them. It's called The Gentleman Code. Be a prospect, not a suspect. Hello, somebody. Hey, hey. Be a prospect, not a suspect. The full title is The Gentleman Code. Be a prospect, not a suspect. Without further ado. Let me welcome Paul to the grief mic. Greetings, greetings, Paul. I'm so excited to have you on the Redefining Grief podcast. You know, before I even get started, I need to tell you all that I met King Paul on Instagram, y'all. Lying, slide into his DM. Don't be sending Dr. J. No, all her Dean talking to somebody on DM. Literally, it was Vlad and I, because Vlad was on the grief seat last month. And having a, a dialogue about men and emotions, right? And then Vlad said, which is your friend and my little brother, Vlad said, um, I got a friend that really want to hop on. And, and in hopping on, you came on. And boy, oh boy, did we have a dialogue. And I'm sad to report that live did not save. I'm still trying to get it back. So I want to welcome you. That's where the invitation came to becoming this series called Men Have Emotions Too. All of June, I'll be talking about men and their emotions. And let's go, Paul. You know, I know you're an author. I know you're a speaker. I know you're a model. Yes, ladies, he's a model. Yes. <laughs> you're a real estate agent. You have credit yes. repair. You do all of these things, but... Here at the grief, Mike, I want to know what is your truth? What is my truth? Yes. My truth is I'm a country boy from Dallas, Texas. Came here when I was 12 years old. Uh, single mother, no father. I met my real father when I was 26. Um, I had to pretty much grow up without guidance. A hardworking young man, did a lot of years in retail, still in retail, but I, I found out growing up that you can't really rely on just one source of income in South Florida. South Florida is very, very expensive, so <laughs> it's a city of hustlers, it's a city of entrepreneurs, it's a city of creativity, and it's, it's a tough place to live, so I had to become a man just growing up. So my truth is, I'm just a normal guy that's motivated to help other people and help other families. And that's why I have so many different ventures that I invest in because one helps the other and they're all people business. So I'm a man of the people. I represent people. I'm probably one of the realest people in Broward County. I'm very honest. I'm very candid. And I think that's why we had such a healthy dialogue. So my truth is I'm just like anybody else, but I don't waste the day. I attack the day. And I'm not afraid to help someone because I want to see everybody win. Oh, I love it. I love it, Paul. Now, let me ask you this. 
I hear you say you're a country boy, you come from Dallas, now you're living in South Florida, and you have an entrepreneur mindset that you're going to wake up and attack the day, right? That sounds like what a man do, not a boy. And so I, and I told you all, Grief Crusaders, listen up. He is an author, and his very first book is called Prince. How a boy became a man without guidance. Let's talk about that. So, um, long time ago, I think in year 2015, 2016, 2017, we was going through uh, a lot of police brutality. And I was fortunate enough to run into uh, Trayvon Martin's father while I was at work. And we had a very great conversation. And so I sat at work and I looked at the four walls because I was working for a company. I said, man, I want to be more than just a retail shoe salesman. I want to help people. I want to save little black boys, little minorities, anyone that has been unjust with the police system. So I also was fortunate enough to meet my favorite artist. His name is Kevin Gates. Uh, we met down here in Miami. We had a studio session and I told him about my ideas and he was like, don't be a rapper. You should just keep doing this motivational thing. So he kind of gave me the push. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to just write a book. It took me three months. And I used my life in this book to motivate other people because I seen it all. Domestic violence, poverty, ups and downs. And in my first book, it was a lot of happy moments, a lot of sad moments. But it's one of them books where it's like, you know what? If he did it, I can do it. He's just like me. So it started off from there. And how Boy Became a Man with Our Guidance is just a story of how I came across my father, um, named after my grandfather. My grandfather was named Paul Mockerman. So when my dad chose not to be in my life, my mother named me after her father. So every year, faithfully, no matter what, I'm the only person in my family that goes to my grandfather's grave and changes his flowers. The only one in my family that do it because I feel that I have to break the cycle. I have to recreate my family and create my home. So that's where Prince Motivation came about. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it, Paul. And what I want to go back, and I talk about this when I think about grief, the Grief Crusaders community hear it all the time. And what I talk about is that, you know, life is this delicate balance of embracing the good times and the bad times, the happy times and those times that are sad so that we can really have what I believe is emotional well-being, that peace, that joy, that sorrow. All of it is a makeup of our DNA, our emotional DNA of making us who we are. Let's talk about some of your emotions, right? Daddy wasn't there, right? You met him when you were 26. Let's talk about some of those emotions that you realize in writing the book, man, you came a long way from a boy to manhood. So I can say this, I am Haitian. I have a Haitian background mm -hmm. and it's, it's like a unspoken secret that you're not supposed to air your family business mm -hmm. right so when my mother uh when i was eight years old i visited my grandma in haiti and i visited her again after she passed away when i was 11. and i feel that family is supposed to be mom dad children mm -hmm. the children are supposed to bury the parents and when i just growing up when i see 
a son and a father playing catch or I was playing sports and I didn't see parents in the bleachers cheering me on. Yeah, that did hurt, but I couldn't use it as an excuse. I had to keep striving forward. And it also kind of pumps my brakes into creating life and bringing a child into this world. So yes, everyone has feelings. Men have feelings. Uh, boys that grow up without fathers hinders them. Women who keep their kids away from their fathers just because they're in a brand new relationship hinders a child. No matter if a man can financially be there, uh, it has to be a team effort because it was a team effort to create a child. So yes, I disliked my mother at one time. Yes, I disliked my father at one time. It made me very tough, it made my skin very thick. So with all that being said, I can say dealing with it uh, came from maybe working out at the gym, doing cardio, mm -hmm. running up hills, you know, being at peace. And I had to find peace and I had to let all that emotions go. And the book was an avenue to kind of release all my unresolved grief. Mm, that unresolved grief. Now, let's go back. I know you were a man right now, Paul, right? I want to go back to the boy in Paul. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the boy in Paul now? So when I was what, in Dallas, Texas, uh, Garland, Oak Cliff, uh, rough areas and nice areas. So I've seen mm -hmm. both sides. Um, I would say after witnessing domestic violence for the first time, it, it, it really hurt me. I couldn't help my mother. But I would say keep your head up. You know, Tupac got that song called Keep Your Head Up. Mm -hmm. Keep going, keep striving, and don't, mm, I would say don't give up on yourself. Keep going. And I always had like a, always wanted to prove people wrong mentality. I wouldn't tell my son, I wouldn't tell my younger self anything that I wouldn't tell a kid now, because I do speak to children now. So I would keep my same mindset and keep the same focus, but I wouldn't redo anything. I'm glad I went through those things because I know now how to go about life, what's right and what's wrong. But sometimes what's legal and what's illegal isn't always what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Law were written for us or by us. So I would just say keep going, keep striving, stay positive. And my message with Prince Motivation is prayers, patience, and persistence. That's what Prince Motivation stands for. It'll get you through anything in life. So that's what I would tell the young Paul. All right, let's talk about those three Ps, Paul. Prayer. Why you started off with prayer? I believe everyone prays to a higher power. I also feel that I would not um, judge, I would not prejudge anyone that believes in any religion because that religion has maybe helped them or saved them through dark times. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that as a child growing up, you know, uh, my sister is Christian, my mother is Catholic. Um, I feel I gravitated a lot towards the Malcolm X's of the world, the Farrakhan's of the world. So I studied, you know, the Muslim world mm -hmm. and, you know, being around my sister, I studied the Christian world, being around my mother, from her going to Baptist to Catholic, I studied those things. And I felt, I honestly feel that my, my outlook on religion is, I believe the Last Supper did happen. I believe that the 12 disciples did look at God Jesus and you know went off into the world and gave their versions and that's where we have all these different religions 
So I always start with prayer because I know people practice that and it's good practice. I see good in all of them, even Buddhism, mm -hmm. all the religions all over the world. I believe there's truth and I believe there's good in all of them. So that's why I start with prayer. Mm -hmm. I think prayer is so good because it's that intimate time with your creator. For me, it's God, right? For me, it's his son, Jesus. It's that intimate time with your creator of ordering your steps, right? Guiding you, becoming, becoming one, and then hearing out his voice, getting the distractions out and becoming one, um, so that you can hear his voice, right? So I think that is so good. Let's get into your second P. What is that? Patience. Mm, boy, I know, I know some days I needed patience. Let's talk about it. Why did you feel that patience was so important to the Prince Motivation Empire? So when I was writing the book and I came up with that uh, power statement to be my mission title, I felt growing up that being impatient didn't help me. Mm -hmm. um, receiving things too early didn't help me. I felt that having patience is the best way to go about life because you may see someone have something that may have received it doing something that goes against your morals and your character. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's like, I'm not going to say you have to wait your turn, but appreciate it when you get it. Because things don't happen when you want them to happen. You can't control the world. When you go outside, you don't control everything that's around you. So being patient is a very important piece because you may fall in love with someone before they fall in love with you. Mm. A lot of it's a lot of different dynamics of the world. When you're at the red light, you late for work. You know, it should teach you how to be more punctual, leave your house a little bit earlier so you're not getting yourself into a car accident. Mm -hmm. So patience. It can go so many different directions because uh, your destination is your destinations. I believe our story is already written. We just have to live from the people that came before us and taught us. You know, so having patience, um, very important. Mm, I like it. And I think in this day and age, when we think about grief, um, there is a myth with grief that time heals all of wounds. No, baby. You literally have to have patience and sitting in that heartbreak and sitting in that sorrow and allowing your heart to heal in its own time by one, doing the work, going to therapy, um, writing a book, writing a journal, finding community, talking to God. Time doesn't just heal all wounds. You literally have to do the work in order for your broken heart to be healed. So I, I really do this. I believe this grief crusaders, I need you to understand this, that being patient with your heartbreak, not just allowing it to sit there and you just allow it to overwhelm or consume your day in, day in and day out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to go through the emotional stages that you need to go through to get to a place of restoration, which is I always talk about. Now, come on, Prince. Give us number three. Persistence. Mm. So when I wrote this book, it came from a lot of different uh, inspirations. 
one of my favorite movies, uh, well, I love Scarface, but that's that's a different type of sister. We're not going to that. <laughs> uh, the Founder. Mm-hmm. The Founder is a movie based on the true story behind the McDonald's franchises, how McDonald's got started. If you never watched that movie, you will be so motivated because everyone knows that is one of the biggest trillion dollar organizations across the world. McDonald's was started by two men who actually last names were McDonald's, but they don't even own it. It was a guy that just walked up to their restaurant, took a tour of the first actual McDonald's, and he took over their business. He is the founder of McDonald's. I definitely got to watch that. I've never seen it, I don't think. He is amazing. The man, and he said it at the very end. After he bought out the McDonald brothers, he had to make a speech at the White House. And one of the key things he said in the movie that stuck in my head was persistent. When I was talking about my life, when I was talking about my story, everything that I did, I had to be persistent. I couldn't take a day off. Like, I don't know what a day off is. I remember Eric Thomas, his favorite slogan was, Team No Days Off. So everything that I have, everything that I own is from me grinding from the age of 12. I didn't have mommy and daddy to buy me a pair of shoes. I wanted to look cool in school. I had to go hustle on the weekends after school to sell candy. And a lot of people about basketball jerseys and all mm-hmm. types of stuff. And if I had to pay rent, I had to go out and work. If I had to um, motivate kids, I had to make sure that I plan. I have a good agenda. I have a topic. Um, being persistent. If I, if I wanted a girlfriend, I had to, you know, talk to her every day, communicate, text, date her, show her that I'm interested. Being persistent in everything that you do will get you to your goal. Uh, Kevin Gates says it a lot. A vision without action is merely a dream. A lot of people dream big. A lot of people dream small. But if you're not persistent in working towards your goals and achieving everything that you want in life, you will fail. So persistence is another thing that you can to apply to your life. And that's why that's the slogan for Prince Motivation, my brand, my company. Persistence is what, you know, bought this banner, bought this suit, you know, mm-hmm. picked this cover. Mm-hmm. Just utilizing everything that I had uh, strategically and smart and being persistent with my message and getting the word out to the people. You know what, Paul, this is so good. And as I sit back here and I listen, and one of the myths is that, you know, if you're busy, um, then the heartache and the pain and the sorrow that you felt, whether it was when you were the boy, Paul, or the grown man, Paul. And my, my question to you is one that you may be answering today, or you may not, but I want you to really think about this. Because too many times, and this is how you got on the call with me and Vlad, too many times men avoid the emotional piece of us. So we grind as as men. We hustle as men. And we continue to motivate and keep going. But when do you stop to heal the heart? When do you stop? And literally, it's okay to take a day off, you know? It's okay, like... For me, as men, and I'm telling you, as a black wife, right, I love my husband dearly, the love of my life. I love my son, but I also, I love, well, my husband, you don't got to tell him to take no days off. 
he knows the importance of mental health, right? So what are you doing for you, not anybody else? What are you doing for your heart and to protect your mental health? Uh, we just came from quarantine, so that was a lot of time to take days off. Uh, well, I'm not going to lie, Paul. I'm still in quarantine. I ain't going to lie. I'm still in quarantine. <laughs> quarantine was probably, I'm going to say now, it's probably going to be one thing that I'm never going to forget because that took away me going every day, getting up, going to work, you know, and that was pretty much most of everyone's day. That's like pretty much nine hours every day. And they think to get a healthy sleep, you need eight hours. I probably average four to five. Mm -hmm. So how I have time to myself is once a week, I go to this park. It's called Vista View Park. Very popular. A lot of people go there. I believe it's in Davie. It's off of Yes, Griffith. yes, Griffith. yes, yes. It's a good view. Uh, I actually do the trail. I run the trail and I walk the trail. And that's my time to myself because it's outside. It's nature. Nobody really bothers you. Before the Ahmad Aubrey situation, that's where I used to run and do my cardio. And that's my time to myself. That's where I go to think of my goals, my dreams. And not really when I'm running, because when I'm running, I'm challenging myself to beat my time. But when I walk, that's when I make my decisions. Who I'm going to date, who I'm going to talk to. You know, what I'm going to do this week, next week, you know, mm -hmm. did I accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish? That's my time to myself. I'm, yes, I'm, I don't, I'm not in a relationship, but if I do get in a relationship, I'm going to have to set time to my partner. Uh, that, that's important. Going to see my mom, you know, that time is important. So it's a schedule. My life, it isn't routine, but mm -hmm. there are certain things that have to get done. And when it's time for me, my happy place may be, drinking some Hennessy and playing some spades with close friends, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. uh, taking a trip somewhere. That's time to myself. So I make time for myself with that. Traveling, being surrounded by family and friends, that's my me time. That's not my grind time. My grind time is putting down the phone and getting to work, whether I'm at my nine to five or um, sitting down with a client during a real estate deal or a credit repair deal, or if I'm talking to kids. I give kids my personal cell phone number if they don't feel comfortable talking to, you know, whoever. And that's mm -hmm. with their parents' permissions because mm -hmm. I'm somewhat of a role model, I, I think. And I think when, where we're living at right now, we need new leaders. And I want to be one of those guys that are remembered with the talks of, you know, Malcolm, Martin, mm -hmm. Eric Thomas, Bishop T.D. Jakes, those guys. I want to be up there with them so the grind does not stop. Um, I do make personal time for personal mental health. But yeah. And you said some, you said something that makes that really reminds me of Jay when he says, you know, being out with nature, he loves to camp. He loves to get out there. That's his way of recharging. Um, me, not so much because I feel like the snakes, the bears, the lions, anything in my head that I can make up, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I saw a snake. I saw a lion. I saw a bear. I saw spiders. I'm out. <laughs> you can probably have me a good hour, max two hours. But I have to say on the Redefining Grief podcast, it's becoming a part of my life. So who you marry is big because they're going to stretch you to better. And he's stretching me to better to being one with nature to the best of his ability. Um, and what I love, I've, 
typically my morning walks are what you're talking about with your weekly runs at the park. My morning walk is my reflection walk and to hear the birds and to see nature wake up and praise the most high recharges me. It's my gratitude walk. It's my time to just say thank you that I'm here another day just to say thank you. Now, before we end the interview, I gotta let everybody, I know I told everyone you're an author. He's just not a one-time author, y'all. His book, The Gentleman, <laughs> let's clap for that. The Gentleman's Code. Come on, let's talk about, give us what that book is about and the premises behind that book before we close out our interview. Okay, so during quarantine, I decided, I said, it's time to reach the people again because Prince Motivation, that was my first one. And since I had a lot more free time, I said, let me make sure I reach the people and give them a product that they'll be proud of. So the, the great area that we have in life, and I think uh, it stems from men not being gentlemen. So the book is pretty much going to speak on how a boy comes a man how a man is supposed to treat a woman and how a woman needs a gentleman in her life. Women need a good father. Women need a good husband. Women need to see love. Men, women need to be treated like queens. So this book is a double-edged sword. I'm talking about men and women. The G-code, usually when people say, oh, that's the G-code, they think of something bad. They think of something gangster, right? Mm -hmm. When I was discussing the project with my mother, my mother, I put it in the book too, she looked at me and she was like, what's the G-code? I said, I'm going to call it the gentleman code because I want to give people a different narrative to them. Mm -hmm. Like, you ain't no gangster. Said, That's right. But you know what? When I see somebody looking real nice, like, man, those shoes, those are gangsters. And it's just being a gentleman. I speak on dating. I speak on being a professional at work. I speak on the hidden agenda behind the music industry. The NFL, I speak on, I have a chapter called Dear Queens. It's, it's, a, it's, it's 10 chapters that are relatable, and I use the same creativity behind Prince Motivation. You're going to have happy moments, sad moments, and you're going to have some real information that you could take out. I mean, this is one of them books that you get your highlighter, and you highlight and go back and review. The gentleman code is just, it's gonna be the new G code that people would gravitate to and hopefully be known everywhere. Mm -hmm. Not hopefully, it will be. Yes. Um, you are a light, you know. I have really enjoyed this. I've learned so much and just, and I know this is not the end of us speaking. Um, I am glad that you decided that you were not going to stay in the pain of what you saw as a boy from witnessing domestic violence, from seeing other things, from being raised with no father. You've decided that you're going to honor your grandfather's last name by showing up for your life, by showing up for your life and doing the necessary emotional work to heal so that you can be a blessing for not just your generation, but the generation to come. And I honor you for that. And before I let you go, here's some three questions that I really like to ask all my guests. Think, just think about your life and 
What have you learned since redefining the grief in your life about yourself? Uh, the biggest thing, I read a book from Bishop T.D. Jakes called Instincts. The biggest thing that people need to do when you realize that, you know, you're not in a great space. You need to let whatever is holding you back go. Mm -hmm. Whether that's friends, family, if someone walks in a room and your whole demeanor and spirit changes, something is not right. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to have that, you know what? I don't have to apologize. I don't have to revisit or come up with a solution. You have to let the energy out your body some way, somehow, so you don't really think about it anymore. Letting things go is the best thing because you're not doing it for the person who hurt you. You're doing it for your own personal growth. So I would say, let it go. There's a video I saw, it's like 45 minutes long by Bishop T. Jakes. It was very powerful. And I'm not even, you know, one of the church guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not all deep in it. Like, I don't know scriptures and all that. But mm -hmm. when I saw that video on YouTube by Bishop T. Jakes, it stuck. And I needed to hear that because in my book, I speak about a time where I was facing years. I wasn't always this button up, sharp cut, you know. Mm -hmm. I had to learn from trials and tribulations. And I realized that some of the things that I was doing would land me where I wasn't supposed to be. Mm. So everything, anybody that's bad, that's in your surrounding, anyone that has done you wrong. I, I took a picture with the man that used to beat my mama. Now, much. People are like, you know what, that couldn't have been me. Or, uh, you know, it's, I didn't do it for him. I didn't do it for me. It was showing my growth. I know what you did. I'm going to love you. You know what I'm saying? I let it go. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you did it for you and freeing yourself for better. Um, my second question to you, if today was your last day on this earth and you have five words or less to say, what would it be? Prayer patience and persistence is key mm. prayers patience persistence is key mm. and so it's up to you to find out what that key is for me is to living out your best life that life living in faith and focus every day i learned that from my mentor my very first mentor tanya king the next thing, now do you listen to music? Cause I know I do. Yes. During your dark days, what song or what type of music, no matter if it's a rap, that gets you through? Uh, I have a Prince Motivation playlist in my iPhone. Mm -hmm. Different rappers that inspire me over time. Mm -hmm. But if I had to pick one artist who helped me, it's Kevin Gates. Mm. I, I, I kind of, I do not really care for what other people think of him. Mm -hmm. I know the conversations me and him had. I know what his music did for me before we actually met. Mm -hmm. I seen him perform live and in small clubs where nobody was there when he mm -hmm. was nobody. And I seen mm -hmm. his growth. Mm -hmm. I seen the love he has for his family, the love he has for his wife, the love he has for the most high. That's my guy. If I'm, if I'm down and out, I'm jamming Kevin Gates. My okay. Favorite. That's your favorite oh. artist. So what is the, besides Tupac, I love me some Tupac too. So what is 
that song or rap um, for him? Oh, man. Give us one. If I had to pick one song from Kevin Gates that I like the most, it would be Great Man. It's on the local Bright C3 album. It pretty much discusses all the trials and tribulations he's done, but he looks himself in the mirror and he says, you know what? He speaks motivation to himself. I am a great man. This is what I stand for. So Great Man is one song that I will always go to when I need some type of inspiration or motivation because I relate to it a lot. Well, with that being said, King Paul, thank you so for showing up and deciding that my life was worth going from a boy to a man. I appreciate you, Queen. Thank you for allowing me to speak on your platform. I wish you nothing but the best. I wish this goes bigger and better, and I hope your platform grows. I hope that we cross paths again, and I want to make sure that I tell you that I appreciate you because you didn't have to take this time. You didn't have to ask me questions about me. A lot of people don't care what other people got going on. But when you see other entrepreneurs, you help each one. Each one teach one. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you allowing me to speak to your audience. And I look forward to working with you again. Thank you. Thank you. And, and listen, y'all, <laughs> if y'all want to learn more about Paul, y'all need to go follow him on Instagram. Give yeah. us, tell us where they can find you at, Paul. So... I have two pages. I have I am Paul Mom Premier. I A M P A U L Mom like Mom Premier like movie. M O M P R E M I E R on Instagram, Facebook. I don't have any more rooms for friends, but <laughs> type in Paul Mom Premier. Uh, I do have a Twitter, but that's for sports. Uh, I do sell real estate as well. That's Prince Paul. The Realtor, P-R-I-N-C-E-P-A-U-L-T-H-E, Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Uh, I do credit repair if you have bad credit. And then <laughs> if I fix your credit, I find your house. <laughs> we'll try to put the link to some of these things so that you, especially his Instagram, where he has space, and you can find out all about him there. I thank you so much, Paul. Okay. Woo, that was good. That was good. Oh, I don't even know where to begin with my pals. They're so good. Pearls of wisdom, y'all. I learned a lot from Paul. And what I really got was he's a young man who decided, although he didn't have a guidance, he was going to do what he needed to do to emotionally show up in his life. Although he may have made mistakes in his life, he said that wasn't no excuse from him becoming a man. And for that, I honor him. And for that, I see you, Paul. Continue to walk the street and understanding that although you had grief, baby, although you had grief, you understood that in the end, purpose for living was for you. With that being said, I want to remind my dear grief crusaders join the free grief crusader community on facebook yes the grief crusaders community where your feelings will be seen heard and validated oh we're just adding so much great content and i don't want you to miss out join our tribe yes officially become a grief crusader by taking the next step and joining our facebook group called the grief crusaders community with that being said, 
this life is not perfect, but the requirement of living it is. Ciao, ciao.